0: This is Jack Scallions. Would you join me for just a few moments, from my heart to yours. About 7.14 p.m. on April first, 1, 1989, spans of the northbound U.S. 51 bridge over the Hatchie River between Ripley and Covington, Tennessee, collapsed. Five vehicles went into the river that night, and eight people lost their lives in the murky waters. I have personally crossed that bridge dozens of times in my West Tennessee travels. I knew at the time but failed to recount the name of the man who witnessed firsthand that fateful scene. He had left Covington, driving home to Ripley. As he approached the bridge, he attempted to pass a semi when the trucker moved to the left lane and blocked him. The trailer lights then began to shift from side to side and vanished along with the two automobiles in front of him. The man came to a screeching halt, and with his headlights to guide him, ran to the edge of a gaping hole in the roadway and looked down into the swollen Hatchee River below. Still in shock, he realized other cars were coming, approaching, and ran toward them frantically, waving his arms and screaming at the top of his voice, The bridge is out, the bridge is out, the bridge is out. In recalling this incident, I was reminded that for 50-plus years now, that is what I have been doing. As the Apostle Paul stated to the Colossian church, I have sought by every method available to me to preach warning at every man, and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. All of humanity is on a constant, steady march to the abyss of eternity. The cross of Calvary is the only span that can bring a traveler safely over. Although there are others that may appear secure, they will all crumble and fall. In 1933, there were approximately 2 billion people on the earth. Today, there is just shy of 8 billion. I first heard this little poem some 50 years ago. A hundred thousand souls a day are passing one by one away in Christless guilt and gloom. Without one ray of hope or light, with future dark is endless night, they're passing to their doom. They're passing, passing fast away, a hundred thousand souls a day in Christless guilt and gloom. O church of the living Christ, what will you say when in that awful judgment day they charge thee with their doom? Today that poem would have to be revised to read a hundred and sixty thousand souls a day. The mandate of the Great Commission is not a general suggestion. It is only reasonable that we who have been the recipients of the good news of the Gospel of Christ would delight in sharing the same with other people. This message has been carried by believers into bustling cities and remote jungles. It has been shared one on one and to great crowds from pulpits. Each believer has an implanted burden to give it to those in his sphere of influence. Today, like no other time in history, we have the tools to get this good news to other people. The Apostle Paul called it a Uh debt and exclaimed, Woe is me if I preach not the gospel. Every generation is charged with that debt to deliver the gospel of Christ's death, his burial, and his resurrection to their generation. I am certain we take that charge far too lightly. I was born December 18, 1942, 14 years after the discovery of penicillin by Alexander Fleming. My parents placed two small children in their graves several years prior to my birth, both under the age of six, both dying from pneumonia. I was told I, too, had had pneumonia not once but twice as a small child. The difference for me was the miracle drug penicillin. Any sane person today would call the withholding of that miracle drug from humanity cruel, even criminal. Infinitely worse is that we as redeemed believers would withhold the good news of the gospel of Christ from others around us. April fifteenth, 1912, the unsinkable Titanic, on its maiden voyage, struck an iceberg south of the Grand Banks and went down in two hours and forty minutes, taking more than 1,500 people with it. Pastor John Harper and his six-year-old daughter were on board. He had pastored two churches in Glasgow and London and was being considered as pastor of the Great Moody Church in Chicago. When the Titanic began to sink, Harper led his daughter to a lifeboat, then began to run from person to person, passionately telling others about Christ. Rebuffed by a certain man at the offer of salvation, Harper gave him his own life vest, saying, Here, take this. You need this much more than I do. The ship disappeared beneath the deep, frigid waters of the Atlantic, as Harper continued to swim from one to another, pleading with each to trust Christ. One survivor related clinging to ship debris when Harper swam by him twice, each time admonishing him, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. The icy waters of the Atlantic swept him away, but he could hear him above the chaos of the night, going from person to person, crying out, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. He stated, I believe I was the last convert of John Harper. Someone is listening to me today that has given little thought to their eternal destination. To this one, I give you this simple word. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. I'm 100% sure that everyone hearing my voice has loved ones or friends who have never received Christ as their personal Savior. Before you pillow your head tonight, warn them of what is ahead. Tell them that God loves them and that Christ died for them. As I look back over my lifetime, I have few regrets, but perhaps the greatest of these would have to be I fail to care enough, to pray enough, to warn enough, or stop all I could from approaching eternity without my Savior. As always, my prayer is that these few minutes from my heart to yours will be exactly what is needed in your life journey, especially as I seek to warn each traveler, the bridge is out, the bridge is out. This is Jack Scallions. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity today to share just a few moments from my heart to yours.